What is going on, true crime fans? I'm your host, Heath. And I'm your other host, Daphne. And you're listening to Going West. So Heath and I had a completely different case ready for you guys for this week, but my mom sent me this article about this case, thank you, mom, and said that it reminded her of her own sister's disappearance case. So naturally, I dropped everything and spent the entire day collecting all the information that I could so we could cover this story. And hopefully it's coming out a little early because we just want to bring attention to this case because it's happening right now. The information just came out on this and there's so much justice that needs to come Gabby's way and her family deserves to know where she is. So please, please share. And we'll have information in the end of the episode where you can call in if you've seen her as well. And since she's still missing and this just happened, we will be speaking about her in the present tense since we just hope that she's safe. Yeah, I mean, we always love when you guys share cases, but this one you are really going to want to share on your social medias and just with your family and your friends because it's all happening, like Daphne said, right now. So listen closely and spread the word. All right, guys, this is episode 138 of Going West, so let's get into it. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Investigators looking for a missing 22-year-old from New York after they say she disappeared while road tripping cross-country in a van with her fiancé. The couple actually documented most of their trip on Instagram and YouTube. According to Gabby's father, her fiancé, Brian Laundrie, has returned home to Florida without her. He says Laundrie has since retained a lawyer and is uncooperative with authorities. Scary and it's nerve-wracking. We don't sleep. We're just actively looking for her. At least three times a week, we would FaceTime, call, text frequently. She kept me updated on this whole trip. The first couple of days, I wasn't getting responses. I believed she was in a place with no service. It took. It, it was like day eight, nine that I really became concerned. Gabrielle Petito, who goes by Gabby, was born and raised in Blue Point, New York on March 19, 1999, to parents Nicole Schmidt and Joe Petito. And Blue Point is a little hamlet on Long Island with just around 5,000 residents. Looks like a really nice little coastal town. She has a younger brother named TJ, and she went to Bayport Blue Point High School in New York and graduated in just 2017. She has always been known as a very free-spirited young woman and absolutely loves going on adventures and traveling. Even when she was in high school, she traveled as much as she could. But after graduating, she started exploring Costa Rica, Colorado, California, and many other areas of the United States. According to a friend of Gabby's, in 2018, Gabby rekindled an old friendship in New York with a young man named Brian Laundrie. And over the next year or so, they would develop a relationship and fall in love and officially really began dating in about March of 2019. Their first date consisted of sushi at Smith Point Beach, which is on Long Island, and they bonded over their love for art and exploration and nature. Yeah, they both were really big into the outdoors. Yes, absolutely. And there isn't much information about him, 
But he and his family live in Florida. So within the first year of dating Gabby, she actually moved to Northport, Florida with him. And little side note regarding her interests as well. It seems like she was actually or is actually a true crime podcast fan because she posted on her Instagram in January of this year saying that she had been listening to one all morning and was obsessed, with, which is always, you know, really eerie to hear. A little over a year after they started dating, Gabby and Brian took a romantic trip to Gilmer County, Georgia, where they visited Deep South Farm, which is a stunning countryside wedding venue. And on this trip, Brian proposed to Gabby, and she said yes. The next day, Brian posted on Instagram on July 3rd, 2020, with a photo of he and Gabby gazing at each other, and the caption said, My biggest fear is that one day I'll wake up, and it will all have been a dream, because that is what every second has felt like since the moment we found each other. Till death do us part, or until I wake up, I'm so happy the answer was yes, love you honey. And he tagged the location, love of my life, with four exclamation points. Gabby posted the day before, which was on July 2nd, 2020 with a photo of them on their first date saying, Here's from our first date because I have so much love for you. Brian asked me to marry him and I said yes. Brian, you make life feel unreal and every day is such a dream with you. Gabby and Brian explored more of Georgia as well, mostly nature spots, which we mentioned they're very into outdoors, where they would hike, hang hammocks between the trees and read books, Gabby reading Fight Club and Brian reading The Revenant. And they had a great time. Since Gabby didn't have any family in Florida, her father Joe actually moved from Long Island, New York to Vero Beach, Florida, which is just under a three-hour drive from Northport, so he could be closer to his daughter. And he made this move just this past June of 2021, by the way. But he arrived just before Gabby was preparing to leave till around November or so. Since Gabby and Brian share a deep interest in seeing the world, they came up with an idea to get a van and drive it across the country all the way to Portland, Oregon, where they would spend Halloween of 2021 with a friend there. They planned to make stops in different states and camp and film the whole thing for their YouTube channel, Nomadic Static. And before their trip, both Brian and Gabby worked at the same grocery store, which was called Publix. So you can only assume that they saved up some money for this trip so that they could afford to take a few months off. And maybe they even hoped to make it in the YouTube industry. But before heading out on their trip, Gabby headed to New York on June 17th, 2021 to attend her younger brother TJ's high school graduation. And she remained there for a couple weeks. Then on July 2nd, 22-year-old Gabby Petito and 23-year-old Brian Laundrie got into their 2012 Ford Transit van with Florida plates and they headed off. Her mom, Nicole, said she wanted to cross the country in the camper van and live the van life and live free. This was her dream. One of their first stops was in Kansas where Gabby posted photos on her Instagram of her at Monument Rocks in eastern Kansas on July 4th. Her caption reads, There's no place like the tiny home we built, hashtag van life. And then she tagged Brian's profile. Brian also posted on this day one photo of himself at Monument Rocks sitting on top of their van, and the second slide is a photo of both of them outside of the van posing together and smiling. His caption reads, Downsizing our life to fit into this itty-bitty van was the best decision we ever made. With the limited space, we wanted to take advantage of every inch, while also keeping everything minimalist. Definitely felt inspired by a lot of other hashtag van lifers on YouTube, but we came up with a completely original layout. Barely spent anything on the conversion and couldn't be happier with the outcome. Hashtag van tour coming soon. Sacrificing space to wake up in nature every day has been no sacrifice at all. Cross-country road trip with at Gabs Petito. And by the way, her Instagram bio says, Along for the ride, traveling the world in our tiny van. Art, yoga, and veggies. Hashtag van life. His Instagram bio reads, Take a hike every day. Bug bites are better than being brainwashed by the media. Nature enthusiast. 
taking on hashtag van life with at Gabs Petito. So four days later, she posted photos in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Two days later, on July 10th, they were in southern Colorado at the Great Sand Dunes National Park. And her Instagram caption reads, After going on our first road trip across the country in my tiny car, we felt like there was just so much we missed. Turning the Ford Transit essentially into a camper was such an adventure in itself, but I couldn't love the way it turned out more. All the places it's brought us so far has been amazing. As soon as we got to the Great Sand Dunes, I didn't want to leave. There was so much to hike. But as soon as the campsites on the dunes open up for summer, they fill up instantly, along with the overnight parking permits. Lucky enough, I called at the right time when someone canceled and was able to score us a campsite for two nights overlooking the dunes. I'm so grateful we got such an awesome spot to spend the night and surf the dunes. And the night sky here is insane. Never seen so many stars. And by the way, we're gonna keep reading her Instagram posts because even as her mom says, it really is the best account of her timeline. The next day on July 11th, Gabby posted again at the sand dunes and said, last day in Colorado to Utah. Four days later, she posted photos of her smiling in shorts and a yellow t-shirt at Zion National Park in southwestern Utah. Her caption reads, The past two nights of camping in Zion have been so cool, literally. We hiked up here in about 100 degrees, and it was so nice coming back to our campsite, watching the sky fill with dark clouds, and viewing the lightning storm in the nice cool air of the light rain. Two days later, on July 16th, she posted their tent in the Zion National Park. Yeah, and it looks like an incredibly beautiful spot and tent with the top off so they could see the sky. And she had the tent set up really nice with a nice blanket and there was a little guitar in there and it just looked beautiful. Yeah, I mean, if you go and look at her Instagram, it's very aesthetically pleasing. She sets up all of her photos very beautifully. I know that doesn't matter, but uh, maybe to her it does. Yeah, I mean, all of her photos are beautiful. It seems like she's gone to so many really beautiful places. So as we're saying this, if you guys are able to, I suggest that you do go look at her Instagram or at least look at it later. It's at Gabs, G-A-B-S, Petito, uh, just so you can kind of see what we're talking about. So on July 21st, Gabby posted a photo of herself smiling at Bryce Canyon National Park, which is also in Utah, with the caption, such a beautiful drive here, Zion to Cedar Breaks to Bryce. After the rain, the canyons are visibly a deeper orange. She also posted photos of she and Brian together, smiling and hugging with stunning rocky views behind them. Spring is here and the weather is warming up, so it's time to refresh your wardrobe, which Daphne and I both just did with Quince. Quince offers timeless wardrobe staples that will keep you looking effortlessly chic throughout the entire year, with items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts for just $30, washable silk tops, and so much more for men and women. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, so you're getting high-quality items for less. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices. Which we love. Heath just got some great sunglasses, t-shirts, and shorts from Quince, and I got some amazing linen jumpsuits and tops. Everything is so comfortable and fashionable. It really is. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash going west for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash going west to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash going west. We all love a good mystery, especially when they involve as many twists and turns as our favorite mobile game, June's Journey. Take your sleuthing to a whole new level by playing June Parker in the hunt to uncover her sister's killer. You'll find hidden clues, solve mystifying puzzles, and even navigate trap doors while you find the truth. To make things even more fun, June's Journey takes place in the roaring 20s between New York and Paris. And you can do things like decorate your own luxury island estate and even customize your gameplay. Plus, you can even chat and play with other players by joining a detective club. So this makes it 
such a fun game to play with friends. There's complex levels and scenarios that you'll have so much fun getting through to uncover new secrets. I have always been such a big fan of mystery games since I was a little kid, so getting to play a detective game on my phone has been such a blast, and I really look forward to playing June's Journey. That's why I know you guys will too. Are you ready to jump back in time, detectives? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Their next stop was to Mystic Hot Springs in Utah, where Gabby took photos in this almost like clawfoot bathtub amongst the rocks where the water drips down into it. It it looked amazing. Yeah, it kind of looks like the bathtub is like within the rocks. Like it's like somebody like put it within the rocks. Yeah, and I wonder how long that's been there. It just, it was gorgeous. And she also posted a photo of she and Brian smiling and kissing in the hot spring. So it looked like they had a really good time. And by the way, Brian was also posting during these times, but mostly the same places as Gabby was posting. And his captions were similar, you know, like either him talking about the beauty or the rain or just how amazing the trip was going. Next, Gabby posted a photo on July 30th of her hiking barefoot in Canyonlands National Park in Utah. Her caption is very long on this one, but it basically goes into how funny she thinks it is, how many people asked her about why Brian hikes barefoot. And she said she loved doing it with him on this trip, ending her caption with, quote, Brian inspires me every day on living a more natural lifestyle, building my feet up so I don't have to bring my shoes in case. Gabby posted a couple more times in early August in another national park in Utah, Arches National Park. And on one post, she told a funny story about she and Brian hiking up this very steep slope so that they could relax at the top for a couple of hours until somebody saw them and wanted to go up there too. And she kind of just discussed how funny it was that they had to help this guy because he got stuck while the man's wife was at the bottom laughing and giving she and Brian a thumbs up. So after this post, Gabby posted two more times to Instagram. Brian's last post on Instagram was on August 13th. It was numerous photos of him smiling and eating at Arches National Park, photos we assume that Gabby must have taken. His caption reads, Humans are primates, great apes in fact, but I don't know all how great we are as a species. Chimpanzees share 98.8% of their DNA with humans, our closest living relative, but as I see it, every living creature is in some way our relative, even trees. Only 800 million years ago, animal cells started appearing on Earth, comprised of mainly the same parts, and following the same functions as plant cells, requiring oxygen, solar energy, minerals, nutrients, and water. This tree, which, by the way, Brian is standing in front of in his first photo, was surviving in only inches of soil, in an area of extreme heat and drought. I think our culture, our society, has put itself above all living creatures, creating purely to support destructive economic practices. This tree doesn't require an Apple Watch. It doesn't stream its favorite shows or have a microwave oven, pay health insurance, or drink grande caramel macchiatos. It is just a tree, but you rarely see geese riding jet skis or wearing designer clothing either. I think if we all want breathable air and drinkable water, we all need to learn how to live with less. And then he added an earth emoji. Gabby's second-to-last post came on August 19th, 2021, which is, by the way, six days after Brian made that post that Heath just read. And this is also the same day that they released their first and only YouTube video, which is basically a compilation of videos from all the places she posted on Instagram. But you get to see a lot more because Gabby talks to the camera, and so does Brian, and it shows them exploring together and they even have a drone. Like, it's it's a really well-put-together video. Yeah, it actually is. I mean, it, it looks really well-made. Like, I think they, they definitely could have had a, a good YouTube page, for sure, if they continued making videos like that. And here's a little audio clip of them talking in this video. Um, I think our plan for today is to just hang out here in the tent. Um, Brian's stretching, doing some... Morning yoga.
So, we are right outside Capitol Reef right now in a uh, free dispersed camp spot. And we've been lucky so far at all the places we've stayed, but I'd say this is one of the best so far. Since we left New York, I've only set up my hammock once. <laughs> and now we're all the way in Utah, and luckily enough, I was able to set up my hammock in one of these trees. And we're kind of like in the desert. <laughs> Very few trees. <laughs> and we linked this video on our socials, but if you want to find it on YouTube directly, the video is called Van Life, Beginning Our Van Life Journey. And their page again is Nomadic Static. And static is spelled with a K, not a C. So this same day, like I said, Gabby posted a photo on Instagram. It was of her legs in the van with a view out the door. And unlike almost every other photo on Gabby's Instagram, this one didn't have a tagged location. The caption included her same emojis and little characters that she always seemed to use, and it reads, Almost immediately after telling Brian how happy it made me to see that people were truly respectful of the park, I watched some guy leave his processed, prepackaged plastic conglomerate of lunch garbage on the picnic table. And then she added a frowny face emoji. After this, she didn't post for six days until August 25th, and this would be her last post. But before we talk about that, let's talk about what her parents said regarding the days leading up to the 25th. So Joe Petito, who again is Gabby's dad, said that he knows they were in Salt Lake City, Utah on August 21st because he placed an Uber Eats order for them, um, which is really nice of him to do. Yeah, that was very sweet. And it seemed like, sorry to interrupt you, Heath, um, it seemed like her parents were very much in the loop of her trip. Right, they're kind of trying to stay up to date. Joe told KSL News in Salt Lake City, quote, there was a power outage. She said that they didn't have Wi-Fi, so I ordered her some food. I know it was in Salt Lake City. It was the last time I spoke to her. Joe also mentioned that neither Brian nor Gabby had friends in Salt Lake City, but they wanted to spend time in that area. Gabby's mom, Nicole, stated that after this, they went to Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming on August 24th, where she thinks they only spent a day or two. And like Daphne just said, they had been in consistent contact up until this point and she and Gabby FaceTimed on the 24th as well, and she was able to talk to Gabby face-to-face. -face. Nicole stated, quote, She seemed okay to me at the time, other than I don't know where the relationship was going with the boyfriend. Nicole felt as though they were going through a rough patch of sorts, but things seemed fine. And it's just important to note this because everything on both Gabby and Brian's uh, social medias and in the YouTube video that's filled with smiling and laughing and seemingly great times, everything paints, you know, everything as being perfect and funny and amazing. And that's what most people show on social media, you know, the good stuff. Yeah, I mean, people rarely show, you know, their disputes with their partners. You always post the best side of your life. Yeah, so looking at Gabby's profile, I mean, you would never imagine that anything was wrong at all. But then she tells her mom otherwise. And I just think it's great that she mentioned anything at all. But I also wonder because I think it's interesting that her mom said the boyfriend, which makes me curious as to how much her mom really knew Brian. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe how much she liked him in the first place. Like, I don't really know. Like, like I would imagine she would mention him by his name if they had like a good relationship but saying the boyfriend kind of seems impersonal absolutely and i know that you know of course nicole lives in new york while gabby and brian were living in florida so maybe she didn't see brian that much but they've been dating for two and a half years so that's a decently significant amount of time where you would think that nicole would refer to him as brian and not the boyfriend especially since he's now the fiance and has been for over a year well that's what i mean that's exactly yeah. what i mean is like it's kind of almost like there's some like sort of lack of respect there but, I would but agree. maybe but maybe there's a reason for that you know what i mean yeah I, I wish we knew more but of course i mean this is an ongoing investigation so we're we're telling you as much as is out there and I, I do wonder what Nicole really thinks of Brian, because like you're saying, I don't know if it's good stuff. Yeah, it is good, though, that she was able to mention, like you said, you know, that um, things were going OK. Yeah. You know, and I also wonder, you know, I know that she and her mom kept in contact a lot. 
but I wonder how much she would be willing to tell her mom because as a lot of people know, maybe you tell your friends more more than you tell your parents in certain situations and certain right. relationships. Yeah. So I wonder if there was more behind the their rocky relationship that she didn't want to share with her mom. So at this time, both of Gabby's parents knew that their daughter and Brian were making their way up to Yellowstone. And after August 24th, texts from Gabby became sporadic. And she never called her parents, only texted. Her last Instagram post is from just a few weeks ago from when we're recording this episode. On Wednesday, August 25th, 2021, a post of seven photo slides was posted to Gabby's Instagram. They were all photos of her smiling against a painted wall with butterflies on it. And in the first photo, she's holding a small orange pumpkin that's made of yarn. Her caption simply reads, Happy Halloween, with a brown bug emoji and a jack-o'-lantern emoji. This post, again, does not have a tagged location, which all of her posts, except for the last two, included. But according to a commenter on this photo, a woman named Courtney, thank you, Courtney, this location is called the Monarch Mural, and it's in Ogden, Utah, which is just north of Salt Lake City. And it's close to the Idaho state border, and if they were to just drive four hours north, they'd reach Yellowstone. So this was definitely on the way to the next destination, which was Yellowstone. But we also know that they plan to stop at Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming on the 24th, which would have been past Ogden, Utah. And Gabby didn't post any photos from there at all. And it did seem like she sometimes would post photos after she left the location, like maybe the next day or a couple days later. So it's not too weird that she would have posted being in Ogden a couple days after she left. But it just kind of makes you wonder, did they ever go to Grand Teton National Park? Did they get up to Yellowstone? Like we, we don't have photographic proof. Yeah, we just don't know. But after this post, neither Gabby nor Brian posted again. According to Gabby's Instagram story highlights, it did seem like she posted semi-frequently on her story, but maybe not that much. Since Instagram stories only stay up for 24 hours, we have no idea if she posted another story after this Instagram post. We just know that she didn't post on her main page after August 25th. Nicole, Gabby's mother, stated, quote, The last time I got a text from her was on August 30th. I don't know if that was her texting me or not. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Allergies are the worst. Heath and I are constantly getting stuffed up, which can make recording Going West episodes a huge challenge. Like, I have wasted so many days using other allergy medications this year just for them to not work that I had to go to the doctor and see what was up. But when I tried Claritin D, I knew that it was the one allergy medication that I could actually count on working. And luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like me and Daphne, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so that you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Being true crime listeners, I think we're all hyper aware of our safety and the safety of our families as well. This is why we love Simply Safe, an advanced home security that puts you first. Simply Safe gives us such peace of mind knowing that our home is protected by a trustworthy and innovative company, whether we're home or away on a trip. Setting the alarm couldn't be easier, the cameras are fantastic, and they even offer monitoring and live guard protection. So you can speak to an agent in seconds if something happens at your home. They also detail local violent and property crime, as well as other hazards, right there in the app so that you can stay aware of the happenings in your area. 
They're the best home security system out there, hands down. We are so happy to partner with Simply Safe to offer you guys an exclusive 20% discount on a new system with Fast Protect monitoring. All you need to do is visit simplysafe.com slash going west to claim this discount. Simplysafe.com slash going west. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Kickstart your summer with the hottest deals on DoorDash during Summer of Dash Pass. Because Summer of Dash Pass is back and better than ever with five weeks of deals, plus exclusive items that you can only get on DoorDash. Heath and I are always ordering from DoorDash. We actually just got some salads delivered a few minutes ago for lunch because not only is it easy and convenient, but DoorDash has countless available options and $0 delivery fees for DashPass members. Yeah, whether you're looking for food from a local restaurant, grocery stores, or even retail shops and more, DoorDash is the place. And now, through July 24th, save on all of your must-haves with member-only deals. Get the best deal and exclusive items from your favorite brands like Taco Bell, Popeyes, and Ulta Beauty. Order on DoorDash and save big during summer of DashPass. Sign up today. DashPass benefits apply only to eligible orders. Terms apply. Before the break, we read a quote from Gabby's mom explaining that she had last heard from Gabby on August 30th, but that she didn't know if that was her texting or not. And after this, Gabby stopped responding altogether, which is very, very alarming. Nicole wasn't too worried at first because she just figured that they had lost reception since they were traveling between various national parks and more remote areas. But just last week, so around a week after not hearing anything from 22-year-old Gabby, she felt like something was very wrong. So just days ago, Nicole and Joe started reaching out to local law enforcement in both Florida and New York to report her missing. And on September 11th, which is just a few days ago, at 7 p.m. 2021, the Suffolk County Police Department, which is in New York, agreed to file a case on her and open an investigation. Gabby Petito was last seen on August 24th when she left their hotel in Salt Lake City with Brian. And unfortunately, the name of the hotel has not been released to the public. Here's the kicker. Brian Laundrie returned back to Florida in their van without Gabby sometime between August 30th and September 11th. This blows my mind. And I know, it blows my mind too. This is crazy. So the date he returned has not been released since it's an ongoing investigation. It was just sometime in the last couple weeks. What we do know is he went back to his family in Florida and didn't say a word about Gabby to her family. When Gabby's parents got in touch with Brian and asked where she was, he apparently didn't say anything at all. Since then, Brian has lawyered up and refuses to speak to police or the public on anything relating to Gabby or their trip. I mean, obviously, at least to me, I mean, this is incredibly suspicious. Oh, yeah. And I do think it's smart for potential suspects in cases to lawyer up, you know, because the police can be very tricky with their wording. But to return without Gabby after she hasn't contacted her family in over a week and to not say anything just has guilt written all over it, in my opinion. And also, he came home early. They were supposed to explore Yellowstone and Wyoming and then go to Oregon. And they were supposed to be in Portland on Halloween. And then in early September, nearly two months before they're supposed to return, he returns without Gabby and doesn't say anything. And I mean, it just sucks because at this point, at least, thus as far as we know, there's no evidence of a crime. So he can keep quiet all he wants. The thing here is that you don't take off on a multiple month trip in a van across the country with your partner and then return without your partner and then not say anything like what that is, and this is your fiance you've been dating for two and a half years you return and don't say a thing as if as if like she doesn't exist and that's the fr that's the other frustrating part is that nobody has heard from gabby 
So it's like if they got in a fight and maybe he just left her in Utah or in Wyoming, you would think that she would have either contacted her parents or somebody. 100%. But but there's been no word from Gabby. But also, if that's the case, then he would have said, oh yeah, we got in a huge fight and we broke up and I left her. Right. But to say literally nothing, it's just like, like what? It makes no sense. And regarding the last text that came to Nicole from Gabby's phone on August 30th, she's not able to tell the public what they said because of the open investigation. All she could say is that she didn't know if they were from Gabby. So that makes you wonder if something happened to her around August 25th, and then if Brian had something to do with something that he was texting from Gabby's phone. Right. And, you know, as a parent or as a friend, you usually know what your loved one texts like. Like, I know when I read Daphne's text, like, I know it's her. And and you could say the same thing probably for me as well. Oh, my God, yes. And it, it, absolutely. Everybody has their styles. And you always know, too, if they're texting weird, you're kind of like, you're texting different. What's wrong? So for her mom to say she didn't know if it was her... That kind of leads us to believe that maybe she was talking differently. Yeah, and that speaks volumes to me. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now, let's talk a little bit more about Brian. So sadly, as we mentioned, not much on him has come out at all. And his Instagram post has his own artwork on it and his trips with Gabby. So there's there's nothing out of the ordinary here. He posted last October, which was October of 2020, with a photo of him and Gabby kissing with the caption... Never got around to posting these. I'd die just to watch all of our memories on repeat. Never loved anyone as much as this girl. And as we know, Brian wasn't a big tech guy or social media guy because he was mostly just into art and nature. His first post on Instagram ever was on July 2nd, 2020, which was when he and Gabby got engaged. And I mean, according to his responses to previous comments on certain posts of his... He seemed like a nice guy. I mean, he used a lot of exclamation points and he always responded to people very kindly. And I say this because just based on videos of him and his posts, he seemed so in love with Gabby that it's incredibly hard to imagine that he would do anything to her. Of course, that's only what we're seeing in the public eye. So that doesn't really mean that much. But I just I also don't know how he couldn't have done something to her considering he came home without her and didn't say a word. And he didn't report her missing himself. And she hasn't been seen in one month. You know, it's just really creepy and scary, especially when you know that the last time the real Gabby, as far as we know, spoke with her mom, things seemed rocky between Brian and Gabby. Yeah, and that's the thing, though. Like, going back to social media, like we said, everybody kind of puts their best side out there. Totally. So if there were these... um, you know, negative things about Brian or maybe, you know, these sketchy things about Brian, we wouldn't see those things. And I don't know how much this means, but, you know, I was looking on his Instagram and at his tags and it seems like his only tagged posts are like Gabby's photos of him. It I didn't, and there was rarely any of those where she directly tagged him. So I, I was just, I was, what I was trying to find was if any of his friends posted him or had anything to say about him just in the past. And I couldn't find like any friends posts. And he only follows like 70 people on Instagram. So I I just don't know how many friends he had. I don't know if that means anything, but um, I was just trying to figure out as much as I could about this guy. And it's kind of hard. Did you find any information about like a Facebook page or Twitter? Okay, so there's a Facebook page for somebody with his name. His last name is L-A-U-N-D-R-I-E. And his first name is spelled with an I. And so it's kind of, I guess, more of a unique name. I've never heard that last name. And there's only one Facebook page of somebody matching that name. But all of their photos are like memes and cartoons. And he doesn't seem like he would use those. Like he was into art, but I feel like it would have been artwork. And also, <laughs> um, this that person is from uh, Fresno, California. And Brian and Gabby had actually gone to California together in 2020. And he had posted about how he didn't like Los Angeles and and how the West Coast is so amazing and the coast of California is just stunning. So it doesn't sound like he's from California, you know? And this Facebook page, this guy was like a big Dodgers fan. So anyway, 
I don't think he's really present on social media, which is why it's hard to find out information about him. Right. So essentially that Facebook page is probably not connected to him. It's probably not him. I I can't confirm, but it doesn't seem like it would be him. I spent a lot of time on that page and just like social media stalking both of them. And again, I mean, I just can't, obviously I can't get over the fact that he hasn't said anything about Gabby, but also that he returned early. So again, if he came back in August, they were probably not planning on coming back to Florida until at least November, if not after that. Like, it it seems like they wanted to like live the van life. Right. It doesn't seem like they were just going on a couple months trip. It seemed like maybe they were going to do that indefinitely is from what it seems from what I read. So the fact that he went home at least two months before he was supposed to and didn't even go to Oregon, it's like there's so much information that is not being explained. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I'm honestly, you know, excited to see where this investigation is going to go. I wouldn't say excited, but I'm interested to see where it's going to go because information is just going to keep coming out day by day. And we're going to keep you guys updated on that. Oh, absolutely. I hope that there is more information soon and we can do an update episode. But when my mom sent me this article this morning, actually, she, you know, I was kind of like, oh, you know, I wonder what his excuse was and all that stuff. And then when I realized that there was no excuse for where she was, I was like, nothing said. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? I, I, I was blown away. So there is so there are just so many questions and I feel so bad for her family. Her parents are just desperate to know where she is. And I can't imagine how how devastated they are that Brian isn't speaking to them. Yeah. And that's why I think it's very, very important for you guys to share this episode. We're going to share it as much as we can. But if you guys could do that as well, that would be awesome. So the police were actually able to locate the van and we can only assume that they're currently processing it for any evidence. The Northport Police Department in Florida made this statement the other day. The Northport Police Department is actively assisting in this case in conjunction with the Suffolk County Police Department, where she was reported missing. We currently have no definitive information that a crime took place here in Northport. With that said, the circumstances are odd. The vehicle she was traveling in was located here in Northport, So we're actively gathering local details and any evidence to assist in finding needed answers. If you know anything about this case, please contact us at 941-429-7382. Yeah, and if it's not obvious, by the way, the van was found at his family's house, like his parents' house in Florida. And we don't know the state of it since that information has not been released, but it was there You know, he drove it all the way back and police only took it on late Saturday, September 11th. So they just got it. And police, of course, they had to go to the house to get the van. But they also, of course, were trying to question Brian and they didn't talk to him at all. The parents have been answering the door and are saying that he's not available to speak. And there's actually a photo in this Daily Mail article that we'll post. I mean, it's not like an important picture but it's his dad wearing a hat and he's like mowing the lawn and all the media is outside and there's so many people that are trying to get to Brian and the dad is just completely ignoring everybody. And I just feel like the pressure is going to become too much and someone in that house is going to start talking because they're clearly, in my opinion, not speaking for a reason. Like, what, what are you hiding I know a lot of you are also probably wondering about cell phone data. So police, of course, are still tracking both Brian and Gabby's cell phone data, and they're using it to figure out their definitive steps on their trip. And we're sure that will explain a lot whenever they find Gabby's phone likely goes dead, but that's something they're working on now. So, you know, since there's still so much information coming out, we will more than likely be doing an update episode hopefully very soon if there's enough breaking news so stay tuned also so there's one thing i want to add that i want you guys to obviously take with a grain of salt heath found this online so i guess there's this guy who he claims that he's a psychic and he has psychic dreams and i know that everybody feels differently about psychics but i thought it was really interesting and i i just wanted to add it in here 
you know, at this point, there is no proof that Gabby is no longer with us. So I'm not claiming that right now. I'm just saying this guy had a dream. He woke up apparently and he started drawing and writing things down regarding Gabby's case. He says he had this dream on September 10th, which is the day before she was, you know, officially being investigated as a missing person. And we will include a picture of this on our socials if you guys want to see it. It's there's a lot of like scribbling, so it's it's hard to make a lot of it out. But at the top are coordinates 775557-2200. So Heath and I look that up. And those are the coordinates to where like the Burning Man office is in Nevada. And as we know, they did not go to Nevada together. But of course, Nevada is right next to Utah. It also says Trago Hot Springs on it next to those coordinates. And those hot springs are about 20 minutes from the coordinates. And the man wrote down, he burns her here. He still has her other phone. And then also on this page, it says she told him about affair. Of course, I mean, we have no evidence that she had an affair or that she told him about an affair. But Heath and I were kind of talking about how, you know, if he did potentially do something to her again, we can't say that he did. And we also discussed here in this episode how he seemed to be really in love with her. So maybe he was so in love with her, you know, and and something just didn't go right. They had an argument. I mean, we don't know. Again, I can't even say that she's deceased because there's no evidence. But I thought this was really interesting and I just wanted to share it in case anybody else would think it was interesting. But again, take it with a grain of salt and go check out that photo if you want to see it. All right, guys, I'm so sorry for all the additions. I'm adding this part on Tuesday right before we're about to release this episode because something just came to the news. I've been checking like every 20 minutes to make sure that nothing new is coming out to make sure you guys have the most up-to-date information. And the New York Post just came out with a video of the police going to Brian Laundrie's parents' house where he is, and they're seen dropping off a pink envelope. We don't know what's in that pink envelope, but it says, authorities say they're preparing for the possibility that something sinister has happened to her. And again, the police did try to make personal contact with Brian, but his parents will not let them even see him and they just put the police in touch with Brian's attorney. So now they dropped off a pink envelope. I looked that up to see if pink envelopes typically stand for something and I couldn't find anything. So that is the latest. I'm gonna drop this episode and hopefully there are new updates. And if there are, I mean, we can come out with an episode tomorrow if there's enough to talk about. So even if it's just a little update, Heath and I are super, super invested in this. So. So just know that we're going to give you all the information. Gabby Petito was 22 years old when she was last seen on August 24th, 2021. She is 5 foot 5 inches tall, 110 pounds, has blonde hair, blue eyes, and several tattoos, including one on her arm that says, Let It Be, as well as some flowers on her other arm and other minimalist artwork. Sadly, everything we presented in this episode today is all the information that has been released on the case to date. But there is so much more that needs to be discovered. So please share this story to your friends and your family and on your social medias. And check out our socials for photos and missing posters that you can share as well. And in case anybody wants to know what Gabby looks like, especially if you live around Utah or in Utah, that could be really helpful as well. Gabby's family is completely distraught over the situation and they just want to know what happened to her and where she is. Again, if you have any information, please call the Northport Police Department in Florida at 941-429-7382. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of Going West. Yes, thank you guys so much for listening. And next week, we'll have an all-new case for you guys to dive into. By the way, everybody, there is a GoFundMe for this case. Uh, With the family's permission, there's a GoFundMe to help raise funds to aid in the search for Gabby. So if you guys are interested in donating to that, we did post the link 
on our socials, but also you can Google GoFundMe Gabby Petito and it'll come up. They're trying to raise at least $20,000. And as of right now, when we're recording, there's over $16,000. So go donate if you'd like. I think it's probably because, I mean, the situations of this case are so bizarre and it's happening right now. Like it is taking over my all day. I've had so much anxiety while I was throwing together this research. And when I say throwing together, I, I was very thorough. So I just trust that I gathered every piece of information I could possibly find that's out there. But oh my God, I just want to know what the hell happened so bad. This is just so sad. I'm kind of hoping that, you know, the state of Utah will open an investigation into this as well because... Oh, they need to. They really need to because if that's the last place she was seen, you really got to do some searching there. And that's where the answers are going to be in Utah. I mean, possibly Wyoming. That's the problem is that it was Idaho, Wyoming, and I don't know if they crossed into Idaho, but to get to Yellowstone, they could have gone through Idaho and then Utah. So there's this whole corner location where the answers could lie. And I just hope that somebody saw something. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Thank you so much for sharing it. Let's help her family. And also thank you so much to our patrons who have joined in the last week. Your support helps this show so, so much. So we got to give you guys shout outs because we love you guys so much. Yeah. And by the way, I have some really good and interesting cases for you guys to listen to um, this month. So make sure you check those out. Yeah, our first bonus episode will come out this week. So stay tuned and we'll uh, post about it on our socials and everything. But patreon.com slash podcast. All right. Thank you so much to Heather, Eliza, Chris, Christina, Sarah, and Michael. Big thanks going out to Kathy, Tracy. Thank you, Sophie, Laura, Jude, and Lucy. Thank you so much to Mary, Michelle, Annie, Manuel, and Stevie Lynn. And last but not least, thank you so much to Loretta, Laura, Kendra, and Jennifer. You guys are awesome. Thank you for subscribing. Thanks for helping out the show. Uh, You guys are amazing. And I hope you enjoy the episodes that we have for you guys this month. Yes. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate your support. It means the world to us. And you are the people who keep going West going. So thank you. All right, guys. Remember to share this episode. And for everybody out there in the world, cheerio and don't be a stranger.